live on SENSA. Welcome to Eagles Radio. For Norma's homes, build a better life, and My Money House, get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Tuesday night, it's Eagles Radio time coming to you live from Studio Lumo, number one, King William Street. My name's Paul Bonzer, and we've got a special guest tonight. The whole of, uh, I think the Eagles have fallen over. Luke Powers out with a with a hammy. Uh, Hoodie's torn a calf. Um, Goldie was uh, saw, saw a voice or something. I don't know. Uh, but Mark Ross, my partner in crime uh, and commentator for SENSA is with me. Rossi, thanks for filling in late notice. Appreciate it. Happy to be here, Bonds. How are you? Uh, good, good. Now, we've got a really big show, um, but before we do, we not need to thank My Money House, and you can get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. And big show. The president, the club president, Christine Williams, is going to be on the show. Really looking forward to having a chat yeah, to I'm her. Yeah, I'm looking forward to meeting, uh, having a chat too. Hard-working president. Oh, just just unbelievable. Uh, so we'll have a chat to Christine later in the show. Coming up very shortly, Jimmy Tumpus. Jimmy had a good game in his first game back yesterday. He, he did. Uh, we'll speak to him very, very shortly. And um, in fact, let's get him on the phone. We've got lots more to get through and we can take your calls as well. You can call in on 1300 736 736 or text 0427 154 166. And tonight we've got a $50 voucher to 722. So for the best caller or best text, 1300 736 736 or text 0427-154-166. You could take home a $50 voucher to eat at the beautiful 722 Bar and Bistro on Port Road. All right, uh, let's get the man Jimmy Tumpus on the line. Thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical. They are proud partners of the Woodville West Torrens and Footy Club and have been for a long, long time. Jimmy, are you there? Welcome to Eagles Radio. I'm here, gents. Can you hear me? Uh, perfectly yeah, clear, Jimmy. my friend. Um, Perfect. Great game of footy yesterday. Uh, how did you pull up with the injury? Uh, I pulled up reasonably well. Um, it was just good to yeah, get through a game um, unscathed at this stage. Um, yeah, it been, a, I guess, a long time in the making from, I guess, the granny uh, to, to yesterday. So um, it was nice to be out there again with the boys and, and feel somewhat normal. So um, other than the result, it was a, a good day all in all. Now, here you got the late call-up as well. You were at the ground at <laughs> 9 o'clock waiting to play reserves footy, and all of a sudden, Kobe Much pulls out late, and uh, in comes Tom. No problems. Yeah, that's exactly how it panned out. I was, I'm always there, typically, yeah, two or three hours before a game, and I was, yeah, due to playing the reserves, um, I guess, obviously, coming back from my Achilles surgery, and, um, yeah, which is, I guess, part of the plan, and, and Kobe unfortunately got uh, struck with COVID, so Sheeds gave Bomber a call, who's our reserves coach, about an hour and a half um, before the reserves game. So I had plenty of notice, which was great, but was sort of at the ground, taped up, had my massage, had physio, was ready to go, so I didn't really know what to do for the next five hours. So I sort of <laughs> hung around and, and talked to some of the boys, went for a bit of a stroll, and then Ethan Haylock lives across the road, so I went to his place and sat on the couch for about an hour, and uh, while he was... Um, well, he was playing and then, yeah, went back to the ground and, and called the, the start of the reserves game and then I started my prep for the league game. Jimmy, Rossi, mate, uh, it didn't affect you. There's <laughs> no doubt about that. You had an outstanding first game. A bit like a hand just slotting back into a glove. 
But uh, how was Sheeds after yeah. the how was Sheeds after the game, Jim? I mean, he he was a little bit animated in the box in the last few minutes of the game. Myself and the great man Bonds here were, were calling the game, and uh, we certainly heard a few colourful things coming out of the box when the siren went. How was he with the playing group after the game? Oh, we all know footy is an emotional game, and and anyone as even people as self assured and, and calm as, as Sheeds can. I guess somewhat lose the plot, so uh, it was yeah, a pretty tight game towards the end there for anyone that watched it. But yeah, look, the message post game was really positive, um, and and that was I guess you know frustrated throughout the team as well. I think we thought we played really well and deserved to win. Um, I mean, it could have gone either way, and, and Glenelg, to their credit, obviously kicked that goal with with a minute to go and, and won, so they're, they're you know deservedly winners. But yeah, it was a really positive. Um, uh, team meeting post-game. Sheed sort of alluded to the fact that we got back to our brand. Of, we had 91 tackles, I think it was, and a lot of our KPIs were, were right where we wanted them to be from a contested point of view. So we were really happy with our performance. Um, I mean, we were in a similar position this time last year when we lost to South Adelaide and we were 3-3, three and three, but we played a really solid game at Woody Oval and it sort of triggered our season on to you know, playing finals. So I think we're in the on, on the right pathway towards that as well. Calling the game, Jimmy, it seemed a very physical game. Uh, was it out that on, was it as physical as what it looked like from uh, from the sidelines? Yeah, I've just left the club now and if you saw some of the boys walking in, um, yes, the answer to that question is absolutely yes, it was certainly physical. We have some very sore bodies um, and, and looking forward to a bit of a break in a couple of weeks time we get our buyer, but We've got a five-day turnaround, and, and we've got a, a really good strength conditioning coach who'll get us get us right. We'll obviously have a pretty cruisy week on on the track, but yeah, it was certainly very physical, as you'd expect a grand grand final rematch, particularly playing on Anzac Day as well. Um, yeah, we're we're pretty sore, but we'll be right to go in, in another three or four days' time. Speaking of physicality, there, Jimmy, um, two players I want to ask you about. First of all, Dylan Clark. Uh, well, I'll ask about both Dylan Clark and Connor um, Ballenden. How have they settled in? But gee, can't Clarkie lay a tackle? Oh, bloody earth, you can. Yeah, I think we've been very fortunate to be or to recruit a lot of talented high-end players coming from the AFL system over the last two to three years. And, and you know, Connor and, and uh, Dylan add to that mix as well. I mean, we've had Connor for a long time throughout the preseason and got to see him go to work and, and obviously he's an extremely talented player and then you alluded to Dill as well who, who came in only a few weeks ago and has gelled so, so well and uh, bought into the culture of the club and yeah, you have him, Jesse, Riley Knight and, and yeah, Joey Sino who played midfield yesterday have 40 to 50 tackles between those four or five players. Um, yeah, adds a whole different dynamic of, of physicality to our team. So, yeah, we're very lucky to have those two players in particular. Do you think the the signing of Dylan came a lot about with his mateship with Kobe much? Oh, I think it played a massive role, absolutely, yeah. Kobe and, and Dylan are really good mates um, from their Essendon time. And, uh, I mean, we were obviously fortunate enough to get Kobe uh, at the start of last season. Um, and I think that was a, a conduit to getting him there. It wasn't the be-all and end-all, I mean... He had dinner with a few of us players before we signed him and, and then he had a, a couple of meetings with Sheeds as well. And uh, as much as the connection with Kobe added to it, I think it's a testament to the culture we're building at the football club and 
um, players wanting to buy into that. And, you know, it is a really good place to potentially get drafted. No doubt he'll want to play good footy and win a flag, hopefully for us. But it is a great avenue back in towards the AFL, which there is no doubt about it. He has a talent and drive to do that. So fingers crossed it happens for him. Speaking with Jimmy Tumpus on Eagles Radio. Now, Tilm, tell us all about these uh, new wheels that you were wearing yesterday, the fluoro orange boots. Are uh, you trying to catch a few more votes off the umpires, or what's going on there? Did you, did, did you like them, Bob? I did, because they're really easy to spot you wherever you are on the field. It's easy to pick you up. <laughs> he was the... actually clapping before <laughs> the game. He's going, oh, well, I can pick out Jimmy easy enough. <laughs> Oh, look, to be honest with you, I've, I've changed over from Nike to ASIC over the last couple of years because of my um, dodgy ankle. And I, I saw this pair, I was waiting for the new new release to come out from ASIC, so, yeah, I don't know, before the season. And I saw this orange pair that I thought, you know, they look cool. And then I bought them, they came through, and I didn't realise how bright they actually were until I <laughs> took them out of the box. So um, oh, I don't mind it. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly what I'm going for. I want to be noticed. I'm not, I'm not a super quick person either, so it does make me look a little bit quicker. Yeah, red goes faster, apparently, so orange is close enough. But... Apparently. Yeah, that's right. Um, tell us a little bit about what you're doing away from the club, Jimmy. I'm uh, really keen to, to our listeners to, to know the Eagles supporters exactly what, what you're doing. Yeah, I, I've been very fortunate. Uh, May last year, I um, was uh, offered a role with AFL Players Association as the, the regional manager based here in, in South Australia. So, um, yeah, the last 12 months of... of um, dug into that role and it's I guess post being delisted from Port Adelaide it's I guess the first time I've been really really happy um, and really content with where I'm at I guess in life um, post AFL football so I guess my role is working here with the the SA based players all current male female and then past players as well male and female and just in an off-field capacity so uh, we're more or less their union their association so we offer them a lot of services and whatnot, but then we also, you know, um, advocate for for what they uh, want and um, need for, for their um, occupation as well. So it's it's a really enjoyable, rewarding role, and and it's um, and I'm actually loving it. Did you did you take that role over from uh, Jace Boat? Is that right? I did. Yeah, yeah. Jace. Jace likes to say he um, accepted a role with the Sacker, but I, I think they moved him along. Yeah, him. definitely moved him along. Don't ever, don't ever listen to the old, I got the tap on the shoulder from Jace. It would have been uh, more of the kick up the you-know-what rather than the tap on the shoulder. Um, no, Jace, is, yeah, speaking of Jace, he was actually, he helped me when he, when he was in the role and I, I got to listen for it. He was a massive support for me and actually was a bit of a, a link towards me actually going for this role. So I, uh, I take the piss out of him a little bit, but he's a good man, Jace. Everyone yeah. takes the piss out of him, yeah, mate. Don't worry about man. that. <laughs> uh, 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 Jimmy, apart from Mountain Kiro, which is obviously home and, and the best ground in the state. Is, is there another ground that you like playing at? Is it, uh, and maybe even include some of the AFL grounds that you played at? Oh, there's, I mean, Adelaide Oval sort of first comes to mind. And I've had obviously some fond memories there over the last two years, in particular winning two grand finals. So Adelaide Oval was always pretty special to run out on that deck. Um, MCG has a, a real aura about it. Um, and, I mean, anyone who's played on there can probably attest to that as well. It's an amazing um, coliseum, if you like, to play on there. But in terms of sample grounds, I... And, I mean, this is probably a little bit controversial, isn't it, from, I guess, me coming there. But I love playing on Albert and Oval. Um, the deck is always really, really good, and it's nice and spacious, and I like big, wide grounds. So, Albert is always good fun to play on. But, like you said, more Team Care Oval is... 
uh, the pinnacle of ovals, I would have thought. Players, every player, Jimmy, take this in the right context. Every player I speak to is getting a little bit older and, and a little bit more concerned what happens off the ground than on the ground sometimes. Always like that extra bit of space they can run out into. <laughs> I certainly do, yeah. Well, like I said, as you do get a bit older, the, the hits take a little bit longer to <laughs> recover from and, and the running takes a little bit longer to recover from. So I'm pushing on 30 now and, yeah, the, the least amount of contact I can get throughout a game, um, the, the better for me. At the, at the SANFL level, Jimmy, tough tough question this, but who have you found to be the toughest opponent at SANFL level since coming back? Got a that's one? A, that's a really good question. Yeah, yeah that's, a, that's, a, that's a great question. Um, and there are some absolutely elite players. Uh, I guess I was fortunate enough um, two years ago in 2020 to play in the midfield, uh, and then I've, over the last 18 months I've sort of been squeezed out of there with our elite depth, so I'm playing sort of more wing. But I remember playing against um, Andrew Moore and Matt Snook um, from North and Glenelg, respectively. And, and I guess in recent times, they were two of the really, really elite midfielders that I played on, big-bodied, can move really well and, and absolute um, balls at the contest. So they're, they're two very handy players. Matt Allen as well from Glenelg. I played on him a couple of times on a wing, and he's playing some terrific football over the last 18 months. So he's another one... Um, that, that have done great things, and I think they're probably players that could step into AFL clubs and, and have a real impact as well. Jimmy, thanks for your time, mate. Really appreciate you popping on. Uh, go home and uh, polish up those orange boots, and good luck against <laughs> against the doggies on uh, Saturday. Thank you very much, boys. Thanks, Jim. Jimmy Tompas there on Eagles Radio. All thanks to BCE and CJ Electrical for all your electrical needs, and they are great supporters of the Eagles, have been for more than 10 years. All right, coming after the break, we'll talk about Anzac Day because it was such a such a great game, Rossi, and uh, also your calls and your texts. We've got a fifty dollar voucher just yeah. sitting there waiting for you. I'll take it if no one wants it. This is Eagles Radio on SENSA. You're listening to Eagles Radio for Normous Homes, Build a Better Life, and My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. Paul Bonza and Mark Ross with you uh, here in the studio, Lumo Studios, the beautiful, the luxurious studios here at Number One King William Street. And it's all thanks to Incredible Smiles. Missing teeth or dentures? Not yet. Uh, see Incredible Smiles today. Now, we're going to talk about the Anzac Day game, Rossi, which is one of the best games of footy we've called for a while. It was uh, an absolute classic. But give us your thoughts on... Um, on yesterday's game, if you were there, if you were watching it on TV, if you were listening to our call yesterday, one three hundred seven three six seven three six, or text in on oh four two seven one, uh, sorry one five four one double six. Let me do that again. Oh four two seven one five four one double six. Fifty dollar voucher to seven twenty two Bar and Bistro for the best caller or text of the night. Rossi, it was really one of the best games of footy we've called in, in probably the last twelve months. Yeah, it was tremendous. In fact. Same time last year, we called a, a really good yes. replay between uh, the Eagles and North Adelaide at Woodville Oval. That was a cracking contest as well. Look, the, the two teams, I think, we, at the start of the year, we tend to do the same thing every year. The two teams that played in the grand final the year before, we go, gee, they're going to be hard to beat again. And watching it yesterday, they're going to be hard to beat. The longer the season goes, I, if I'm an Eagles supporter yesterday, I'm, I'm walking away from that game going, I'm really disappointed we lost. We're heading in the right path uh, once again. And... 
they're going to be, uh, based on yesterday's game alone, them and the Bays are going to be right up there at the end of the end of the season when the, the whips are cracking and there's a, a flag to be won. Yeah, five-point win to the Tigers, kicking a goal with 30 seconds to go. Um, Riley Knight was fantastic. 33 disposals, eight clearances, nine tackles for him. Joe Siner was very good. He went yeah, into the middle when uh, Jesse Lonigan went down. Um, Dylan Clark again, another 10 tackles for him. And, and the man we just spoke to, Jimmy Tumpus, 28 disposals. Uh, they were the leaders for the Eagles and they all played well, didn't they? They did. They all played well. I was, I, was Dan Menzel's another one who also, I mean, he kicked the five goals, uh, leading goal kicker for the year so far was 16. And he was outstanding. And, and let's not forget young Zane Williams, who I haven't seen a lot of until this year. Jeez, he's an exciting player. I, I said a couple of times on radio yesterday, reminded me of former Nord in South Adelaide, but better player than him, mm. Cody Zust, who yes. just that, that real arrogance and ability to go out there and, and you're going to talk the talk, he can walk the walk as well. And that's what Zane's got. And I noticed today he made the state squad. We might talk about that a little bit. We later, will talk but, about uh, that uh, pretty soon. But we've got a caller on the line. Mark from Granger's called in. What's to speak about the Eagles' ruck issues? G'day, Mark. Welcome to Eagles Radio. Great. I'm an Eagles lover in the old, but going back down to West Torrance days. That's how far we've gone back. So but you're just a young lad then, Mark. Well, now you mention it, yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> now, I was going to say, um, I don't know. I mean, we, we might be short on the ruck side. Well, I don't know. It looks like we were in trouble. I don't know. It didn't seem like it. And I know we're going to make Jack, uh, Jack Hayes, but if, can somehow we can get Jack Hayes' brother to come back? I'll be happy. <laughs> I'm not sure Nick could. Because I don't know. I'm not sure Nick Hayes solves the ruck problem, though, unfortunately for you. That's the, that's going to be the issue. Look, I mean, you, let's not forget, Big Red O's out at the moment. Big Red, and he's out with his his injury, and he'll be back within about a month to six weeks. Yeah, we haven't got uh, enough. Course, we actually, that's the problem. We, we've got nothing left after that. You see, this is where we get depleted a bit. Yeah, but Seb Gilhouse is the other one that they recruited in this year to do some rucking. Unfortunately, he's got injured at the same time. So it's a bit of bad luck yeah. rather than bad management. And uh, as in the second half of the year, if the Eagles can win enough games between now and sort of round 10, they'll be in a really good position with those big lads coming back. They've got a couple of young guys in the two uh-huh. two that have had a taste that I, I think in the future it's pretty bright there. I'm just, I'm just hoping the gaps, well, you know, all the players who left uh, last year, we can fill in those gaps properly. Uh, look, I think we got it. Uh, in, in, we've got a lot of good players. Just got to put them in the right spots. That's the problem. Well, Mark, what did you, what are your thoughts on Connor Ballenden? He had 44 hitouts yesterday and probably, uh, pro- and probably won the ruck in the end. He had four clearances, 21 disposals. Yeah. Not a bad feeling, know, but, but it'd be <laughs> nice at centre half forward though too, wouldn't he? Yeah, but did you see where they went? This- Half of them. That's that's the thing. Then half of them didn't go. He got the taps. Yeah, no worries. But I think the other the other Rovers knew what they were, what they were doing. You know, what I mean. Yeah, but that you've, where, you've probably answered the, you've probably answered your own question as well a little bit though. It takes a little bit of time for new recruits to come in and settle down. So you could go yeah, out tomorrow and yeah. get another ruck and bring them into the club. But what sort of effect are they going to have when they don't know their teammates? They don't know where they run to. Those sorts of things. So Ballenden's been with him from the whole preseason. He missed he missed the first round or two because of that injury that he had, his facial injury, and he's getting better and better uh, every not, week. So I, I think I'm I think... not complaining, but <laughs> we've got we've got players, we've got players. We just got to put them in the right spots. Look, we're gonna have a good year. I think we'll get real close this year, real close. Oh, they'll definitely I hope get, we can get another third one, real close. Yeah, yeah. Okay, guys. Thanks for Thank your call, you. Mark. Appreciate it, Mark. Uh, there from. Grange and also on the line another caller Rossi they're flying in Tony from Lockleys Tony welcome to Eagles Radio Tony you there 
Tony's just not quite listening to the phone. Hello, Tony. Yes, I'm here. Oh, sorry, oh, mate. Sorry, sorry, mate. My fault. I pressed the wrong button. Uh, now, you want to <laughs> you want to talk about yesterday's game? Yes, I went yesterday, and um, the past players had their uh, day, uh, and that was very enjoyable. And I was really impressed with, first of all, the reserves in the last quarter. Um, <clears throat> I was really impressed with the way they fought that game out and uh, won the game. I thought that was really good. And then as far as the uh, league side went, um, uh, they played really well and uh, to be three goal down at three-quarter time and uh, come home like they did in the last quarter, I reckon gives us great hope for the season. And with one or two more players in that side, I think that uh, we can take it up to Glenelg, who are the measuring stick. So, Tony, were you with the past players and officials area over in the new deck bar, the back-to-back bar, I'm calling it? Yeah, yeah, I spent the first half over there, and then I went and sat in the grandstand and watched the second half. Oh, fantastic. And yeah, uh, so what was what was the view like and the atmosphere over there in that new bar? It's uh, a fair way from the action. That's <laughs> the only problem. Um, and that's why the second half I went and sat in the grandstand. Um, but, yeah, we had good numbers there, and it was a really good day. Yeah, fantastic. Thanks for your call, Tony. Appreciate it. And you're in the running for the 722 Fifty dollar voucher, seven twenty two bar and bistro. Um, I'm happy to take it if no one else wants it. No, no. Well, we've got a couple of callers though, so there's two in the running at least. And we don't forget you can text in as well, but be part of the show. Um, I I brushed over Joe Sinor's game yesterday, Rossi. Let's talk a little bit about him. Jesse Lonigan had five clearances in the first quarter and then injured that shoulder. Uh, Luckily, he came back on, and hopefully, he's all right for this week as well. Um, but his performance in the second half uh, yeah, was pretty good, wasn't it, from Joe? Oh, I was outstanding. I remember at the, the time when when Lonigan got injured, you actually made mention on the radio at the time that, gee, this is a big loss. You know, he's, he's had the five clearances. The Eagles are going to miss him. And for Joseph to be able to stand up and take over, really, from when Jesse left off was was an outstanding performance. Probably his best performance of the year so far. He's always really reasonably consistent, Joe. And well, I think the thing we... As an Eagles supporter, you'd be most happy about with Joe is it doesn't matter where you put him, he performs. Yeah. If it's across half back, you can throw him to a wing, you go inside the mid, you can even throw him forward. Uh, I remember the crunch game last year too, uh, the same game Anzac Day last year. Remember, we kicked that beautiful goal late in the game last year to basically give the Eagles the victory. And he's going to be a really important player to them over the next few weeks, um, especially with um, you know, the injuries they've got and just yes. settling things down. Because I, I don't think Kobe Much will be back again this week. No, so Co- Kobe Much and Luke Beacon pulled out late. Yeah. Uh, Luke's had a bit of a corky and they, he probably could have played, um, but they'll give him another week. So he's probably back this week against Centrals. Kobe Much tested positive, uh, as I understand it, on Sunday. Yeah, so seven, so he will, seven, seven days. days means he will miss He'll this miss. coming game against yeah. uh, Central. That's a shame well. too because his form's been outstanding for the Eagles. Yeah, not, not real good timing from Kobe. Um, need to test on the day before the game so you can play the... <laughs> Kobe, not much good at the moment. There we go. <laughs> we'll just have a look at uh, some of the other scores. The reserves had a good win. Uh, 8-10-58 defeated Glenelg 6-9-45. 30-point win to them. Ethan Haylock and Lockie Hoyle uh, played some really good footy. Will Pierce up forward three goals. And the women's team almost knocked off the bays. Yeah. Uh, five goals straight, 30, a two-point loss to Glenelg, 4 8 32. Uh, Mackenzie Darrick um, kicked three goals. Have you seen Mackenzie Darrick play just I quietly? Have a, yes, I, I know a little bit about Mackenzie. 
that uh, thumping left yeah, foot. Was, yeah, she's a beautiful kid. Off a step, uh, just bang. A couple and, we saw it a couple of times yesterday. And the, the the great thing about the Eagles this year too is how competitive and, and good they have become. Uh, I mean, I don't think they won a game last year. Uh, no, they won, a, they, won, won, they won one. Yeah, they won one, two or three, I oh, think, last year. must have been the year before, year, I'm thinking. Yeah, so, the year but they I'm are thinking. developing. They, yeah. They've only, uh, again, only not quite got the results they wanted, but they're definitely a stronger group and they're building to bigger things next yeah, year. Yeah, well, I've certainly seen their scores this year. They've won a handful of games and they've been really yeah. competitive in the rest. And that's, that's the most important thing when you're building that competitiveness and making sure that you're always in the contest. All right. Uh, this is Eagles Radio. Thanks to Incredible Smiles. Get a more permanent fix for missing teeth or dentures. Check incrediblesmiles.com.au. It's half time here on Eagles Radio. Coming up after the break, it's club president Christine Williams. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. For enormous homes, build a better life, and My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. Welcome back to Eagles Radio. All thanks to Kurt Brach Seafood. From the ocean to them, to you. Now, uh, it's Paul Bonds and Mark Ross here. Rossi filling in. Thanks, mate. Appreciate you coming in. And, you know uh, how much I love you, Bonds. I'm always happy to help. Oh, good man. Now, we, uh, I, I'm wrapped to speak to this next lady um, just because I know how hard she works for the club and all the work she does for the club. And I thought it was a good idea to get her on and, and give the Eagles fans a bit of an insight to what a club president does. So on the line is our club president, uh, Christine Williams. Christine, welcome to Eagles Radio. Thank you very much for having me. Now, Christine, what is the main, firstly, from the top, what is the main role of a club president in the sample? Um, Look, the main role really is to make sure that you've got some really good, talented resources around you and that you empower them to do their role really well. And that's basically, um, yeah, really what I do. Well, following on from that, Christine, and how and when did you actually become involved with the Eagles Football Club? Um, Well, I have to make a little bit of a confession that um, I used to be a Port Adelaide supporter. Um, And uh, (laughs) and, um, when I uh, got married in, um, I have to say the date, 1975, my husband basically told me I was barracking for Woodville for that day on. And I did. Um, And then um, I was part of the amalgamation, you know, as a supporter and a member. Um, and then um, kept going, and I was interested in um, just in being involved in the club. Um, and I spoke to Les Stevens um, back in 2007, and he was president then. Um, and he co-opted me onto the board for 12 months to see um, whether I liked it, whether it was something for me, um, and whether the board were happy with me. Um, and I've been there since 2008, really, to be honest, um, on the board, firstly as a finance director and then these last three years as president. Um, that's unbelievable. Like, it's great to hear that your Eagles, like you started as a Woodville person and then came all the way through and you've been around the club for a long time, which uh, I think that gives a good insight to our supporters to know that uh, you're true blue, even though we've already forgotten about that Port Adelaide bit. Um, <laughs> but, uh, that's great. So how, how often do the board get together? And uh, yeah, is there, what, a, what happens at a board meeting? What's discussed? 
Okay, look, the board meet once a month, but having said that, if there's an issue that comes up during the month, then there's lots of phone calls and lots of emails. But we um, basically go through um, the agenda of, um, obviously, you know, the normal things as minutes. Um, and then we have a part on strategic. So each board member has their um, portfolios. So David Kuzner is football director, um, Sean is finance and social media, and Ash is um, risk and legal, um, and uh, Narell is membership. Um, and then we have Davina Binell, who I believe you might be speaking to in a week or so. Yes. Um, Davina's come on as um, to um, undertake giving us a wrap, so a reconciliation action plan. We've managed to um, get the first phase completed and approved, so now we're on to the second stage. And we're really excited about being able to have a wrap and probably the first club in Sandville to have a wrap um, going on and we can make sure that we're doing everything um, that we need to do for um, inclusion of everyone um, and that we're being respectful of other people's beliefs and cultures. So we have a part on the wrap in the meeting and we have a part on the strategic um, and then each of the um, portfolios report on what um, they're doing in their portfolios. Um, and I look after, obviously, being the president, I, my portfolio is also the licensed clubs as well. I look after them. It sounds like it's a lot of work, Christina. I did hear that you're one of the hardest working presidents in that you're quite often at, at junior games helping out running water and, you know, just doing whatever you can to help out anywhere around the football club. Is this true? Um, yeah, I do. And I, I, I actually really enjoy uh, running water. And I was standing in there at the side the last two minutes of yesterday's game wishing I was running water. <laughs> it would have been very less You might have got in the way um, of the Glenelg play, you reckon, as he was running into that open goal? You just I'm not so sure throw the water bottle, bottle of rain cooler yeah. and... <laughs> Um, but look, I really enjoy it. You, you get a real different perspective on um, how the game's going and how the players are feeling. And, um, you know, you start to run water for the same group of people um, and you really get to, to know when they're up and when they're down and exactly how things are going. And, and you know, you um, and it's really quite exciting and you get to concentrate on, um, you know, when you, when you need to start walking out or when you need to start running rather than worrying too much about the score, which is what I like because then you don't get quite so, so stressed. So um, I've run water for most of the uh, our sample W girls um, as well each week. And over the next two weeks, I, I actually will unfortunately miss the reserves and league sides because um, our sample W side clash with our league side. So I'm going to um, go and help the juniors in the sample W for the next two weeks and other people will go and help the league. Oh, that's lovely. What else do you do? So what do you do away from the club? Christine, tell our, tell our supporters about what you do away from the club. Uh, I'm, I'm very rarely away from the club, really. <laughs> I was going to say, do you have any time to do, do anything, anything else? else? <laughs> uh, no, look, um, uh, I, my husband and I, we, we walk. Um, we've got four beautiful grandchildren, um, and so there's some babysitting involved. And um, my eldest granddaughter is into calisthenics and ballet, so I am very often making costumes for her as well. Um, and, uh, yeah, basically it's just family and um, 
I have an, a sister and she has a small family. So because we've both got small families, we spend a, a lot of time together. So mostly family. Your opinion. I did, however, Go on. Yes, sorry. sorry. I did, however, Andy and I did, however, join uh, together in a team in March um, where we did the March On Challenge um, where we had to walk 96 kilometres in the month of March and raise money for veterans. So Andy and I decided that we'd join together under the Eagles team and we both uh, did our did our march and Andy did 96 kilometres and I think I did 100 and it was an Australian-wide um, initiative and overall I think we raised something like um, over $2.3 million that will go directly to veterans. So we're pretty keen with that. That was, that was cool. The new lights at Morn Team Kia Oval have been fantastic. What, what's what's the next project on the agenda? Um, okay, the next project on the agenda is uh, trying to get our uh, change rooms and facilities at uh, Morn Team Kia Oval um, fit for um, unisex use. At the moment, they're very much geared for uh, males. Um, and it's, um, it is quite difficult for our sample W team um, to, to have showers, etc., when there are no cubicles and, you know, to have open um, sort of toilets, it, it becomes very difficult. So that's our next venture, and we're working very hard on trying to see um, how we can go and what, we can, what, what money we can sort of access to be able to do that. So that's our next project for sure. Christine, why do you think the Eagles is such a strong club? What makes it so successful and so strong? Is it simply the people? Look, I think it. I think it is. Um, we, um, everyone is just themselves, no matter who they are, um, and I, it really has a community club family feel about it, um, and that's what everyone tells us. Um, and I think everyone sort of comes and they just get hooked into into that kind of feeling and then they just try um, and once they're in with that, then they try and do their very best to do whatever they can to make the club a success. Um, and we, we have had quite a bit of success and I'm sure you would know and take this as well, but when you're succeeding, um, it does attract other people who want to succeed to that club. So it kind of is a self-perpetuating prophecy, really, if you like. If, you, if you're successful, then it's easy to attract other people who, who have that same feel and that same um, drive in them as well. Christine, what are you most proud of since your involvement as president, other than the flags, other than the premierships? <laughs> because, I mean, I, well, let's be honest, that's the pinnacle. That's what we all strive for in football clubs. But what, what are you most proud of since you've become president other than winning the, the, the grand finals? Um, one of the things I think I'm really proud of is um, it kind of happened a bit before I was president, but I was I headed up the women's um, committee for football. It's um, coming in and getting the women's football up and running um, and making it such a success that they feel quite integrated into the club. Um, so and also um, you know getting a new oval and facility out of Ottawa is is also been really good but to be really honest it's hard to just pick one thing um because you know we've been wanting lights for a long time and we've been wanting a second oval for a long time and um and it might have happened while i was president but it's really been the culmination of a lot of work by a lot of people over many 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 years um 
So I might say that, but to be honest, it, it's um, it's not just me. It's not me that that's doing it. It's all of us together because we're working all together as a team. Well, it's been fantastic chatting with you on Eagles Radio. Um, it's look, we we hope you stick around the club forever. Um, you're, you're a fantastic <laughs> president. We all love you, and uh, thanks for your time tonight on Eagles Radio, Christine. You're more than welcome. Thank you for having me. Thanks, Christine. Uh, you, I'm I'm sure all clubs have people like Christine, and they're just amazing. Like the passion in her voice, you can hear it, and the fact that she's running water for the girls' team and, and the juniors right through. Uh, amazing. Oh, look, I you know, involvement with football clubs for many years and I know how hard they work. As well. People forget they're not paid to be on these boards. It's a volunteer's Correct. role. And it takes up a lot of time, effort, uh, commitment. Uh, but you're right. It's it's the passion in the voice about what they do. I mean, the first thing you hear about board <laughs> What, what do most people think when they go, we've got a board we've got to deal with? Most people go, oh. Yeah, correct. <laughs> but, it, but in the club land, they're just humans that want to help make the place as good as it can be. That's, that's why they're there. And they, and the, but they have a lot of responsibility and, and have to make some really tough decisions at times. And, you know, sometimes they're not looked favourably upon from people from the outside or even from the people from the inside, but they've, they've all got the club at heart when they make any decisions. And it's great to have people like Christine involved. Yeah, fantastic. Uh, she's an absolute gem and uh, a big part of the Eagles' success over the last few years. Text coming, come in, Rossi. Um, brief, we briefly mentioned Joey Signer's game yesterday, but his smother, gather, and bullet pass to Clay Cameron at the 22-minute mark of the last quarter when the game was tied was one of the plays of the last few years and possibly eclipsed the Jame Cheetah's tackle in the second semi, and that's from Ben he hasn't got a bad point. Not a bad point. But like no, I'll, that take, tackle, I'll, I'll take the tackle, though. It was a final. <laughs> we were calling that at the yeah, time, we and that was unbelievable. Oh. Thanks uh, thanks for your text, Ben. We'll take the final break here on Eagles Radio. After the break, the Good Life Injury Report. Lots more. We'll discuss uh, who's in the state side from the Eagles as well. This is Eagles Radio. On SENSA, you're listening to Eagles Radio. Enormous homes, build a better life, and My Money House. Get a financial health check. Visit mymoneyhouse.com.au today. This is Eagles Radio. Bonds and Rossi with you. All thanks to Enormous Homes, building a better life. And Rossi, we got a, a text come in late. I had to rip her too. And just after talking to Christine about how hard she works, and it says Christine works that hard. She was even on the door checking people into the club rooms at midnight on grand final night. Yeah, it's from Greg from Seaton. Greg, yeah, that, that's a good and, text, and, Greg. and that just goes that just goes to show the type of people. That She's probably lit, just making sure the riffraff won't get in. Yeah, probably. <laughs> uh, all right, let's have a look at the injury update. Thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs achieve your fitness goals at Good Life Health Clubs. Um, Jared Redden, we know, is still four or five weeks away, still out with that hip. Troy Menzel, we mentioned this last week. Initially thought it was an ACL. Uh, they're going to leave it four to six weeks and see how it recovers. There is a chance that he can play again in four or six weeks, so they're going to see if that works. Um, Kobe Much, we mentioned earlier in the show, pulled yeah, out late with, another week. with health and safety protocols, and he tested positive on Sunday, which means that, yeah, he won't be available for this week's game against Centrals. Lukey Beacon should be all right after uh, just having a bit of a rest McCoy. He was walking around the ground on Saturday, looked okay. And uh, Jesse Lonigan with that shoulder. Do you think the dislocated shoulder 
Be all right in five days. Every, like he came back on and played. Yeah, every shoulder's different. Yeah. So I remember uh, a number of players that I've seen over the years that have, have continued to play. Mm. Sometimes it just keeps popping it out and they keep popping it back in. And personally, <laughs> I don't mm. like it. <laughs> it's tough as nails, it's tough, Jesse Lonegan. Uh, look, they, because of the five-day break, they may say to him, look, let's, let's just take a week off. But yeah. Normally, normally, I think you'll find he'll play. He'll want to play. Yeah, he'll definitely want to play. That's, Actually, it'll be interesting to see if there's any other injuries that we're not aware of at the moment. Yes. It was interesting because Jimmy Tumpus was really clear early on. There's a lot of sore boys and they've only got a five-day break and that does make a big difference. All right, that was the injury update. All thanks to Good Life Health Clubs. Good Life Health Clubs enjoy the convenience of 90 clubs nationwide uh, for just thirteen ninety nine per week. Visit goodlife.com.au. Now, Rossi, let's have a look at the Eagles players who have made the state squad that was only announced uh, well, half hour an hour before we came on air. Yeah, and they're all worthy, worthy to be in the squad. To be the in the squad, there you say, go. <laughs> well, worthy thinking, players. I was, well, I was going to say worthy to, to make the team, but yes. they haven't. They made the squad. Made the squad. Uh, so the ones that have made the squad so far, so uh, Connor Ballenden, yes, uh, which is a terrific effort in his first year, and we've we've seen, uh, we've called the Eagles live racing in radio a couple of times this year. And he's been really good in both. Once, once, one more as a forward ruck, yes, and yesterday as a dominant ruckman, uh, Riley Knight, who's oh gee, be in the Gary Medal form, wouldn't he, Riley? Absolutely, he's right up there. Uh, Rory Lehman, who's had an outstanding. First four games of the season down back. Uh, Dan Menzel, who's leading the goal kicking, so there's no no surprise there with Dan being in the state squad. Joseph Sinor. 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 <laughs> we can't, we've got to get it right. Sinor. Joseph. Uh, you mentioned his form earlier, and it's, it's just been tremendous. Uh, probably a little bit of a surprise, Zane Williams. Um, not after yesterday's performance, though. It was a great game by him yesterday, kicking five goals. I'm assuming that'll have a little bit to do with, too, there's not a lot of small forwards around in the comp yeah, that are he, dominating anyway. It's getting better and better, Zane Williams. Um, and as you said, yeah, he was he was very good yesterday. At one point in the game, we had eight goals on the board. He'd kick four and Dan Menzel would kick four. So two-man forward line. He was uh, going all right, Zane. And congratulations to all those players who have made the state squad. And they do like to always put a couple of younger players in the squad as well. Even yeah. if they don't end up playing, having exposing them at a young age is, is something I think it's, it's always worthwhile. Yeah, we take on WA in a couple of weeks' time, 15th of May in Perth. Perth. Yes. So uh, I believe they're training tonight as well. So uh, announce the squad and off to training they go. Um, this week's game, we play Centrals at X Convenience Oval. Um, so make sure you get out there, 210 and support the boys on Saturday. Our next home game is Friday night, Friday the 20th of May, the first Game, league game under lights. Uh, starts at 7.30. We take on the Adelaide Crows. That'll be a cracking game of footy too. It will be. There's no easy games this year, Bonds, for, for any club. But, you know, you look at the Eagles at the moment and they, they've got a tough draw. Yep. That'll be good. And don't forget the uh, back-to-back bar down the southern end at Mortine Care Oval. 85 bucks a person includes drinks, cocktail, food. Call the club on 83472444. And this has been, and that was the club news. All thanks to Normus Homes. Are you driving home to enormous homes? Celebrating 30 years, enormous homes, building a better life. Rossi, thanks for filling in at late notice. I really appreciate it. Loved it, it mate. Uh, always happy to come back and help you out. And we got a couple of games to call on the weekend as well. All your action coming up on SENSA this weekend. Uh, sample action live, as it always is. A couple of games a weekend. And Eagles Radio will be back again next Tuesday. And we'll see you then.